Today is like the completion of his plan. And when you think about this weekend so far, you know, on Good Friday, we discovered how much Father loves us, the value that he placed on us, yeah? I mean, so much value that he chose to, you know, to hang. He hung his son on a cross. You know, that's, that's reasonable value for our lives, I reckon, don't you think, yeah? It's reasonable value. It's actually such a brilliant thought when you can move away from the morning, woe is me, God had to kill his son, to realise that, yes, how good is our God that he would choose to pay such an exorbitant price for us. Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference in how you think, yeah? yeah. There's a big difference because one, one leaves you mourning on the other side of the cross and the other one allows you to step into your full, the fullness of life, the abundance that he has for us, yeah? So whenever something's happening in life, it could be anything, you know. It could be the kids running riot. 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 Sorry, got stuck at my address, right? It could be your finances, your relationships. Well, it could be any of that, yeah. You just need to stop. When, when life and the enemy's throwing so much at you that you, you have all sorts of struggle. And you wonder whether you can continue with the day, you, you question your self-worth, you just need to stop. You look back at the cross, not because he's there, he's no longer there, but it's the sign of value, yeah? It's the, like you look there and dollar signs, ching, 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 should go up because that's the price that he paid for us. That makes everything okay. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter how I feel. What does matter is what he feels, what he says. Yeah, it's it's our sign, it's our value, and so we get get to here on Easter Sunday, and I think his plan all starts to come together, because the whole idea of placing such value on us was to bring us back into right relationship. It was to bring us back into relationship with him. Yeah, yeah. I've said it over and over and over, particularly this year, but he didn't come to deal with your sin. That's not what he came for. He came to bring you back into right relationship. And upon doing so, he dealt with the sin question in your life. Yeah. yeah, Because it was the sin that disturbed the shalom of God. It was the sin that separated you from him. So he came to restore what he originally had set with Adam and Eve, a relationship. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And so he fixes that. And while he's doing that, he deals with our sin so we don't get separated from him again. That's... That's what today is all about. Today is all about that victorious sign. It all comes together. Now, John 3.16, and I shared it on Friday just in briefly before Mel got up to speak, and we know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then 1 John 3.16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. It's our value. It's our foundation. Yeah? You, you can't mess with your foundation. It's your foundation. He died for us so you could have eternal life. And in doing so, this is how much he loves you. You want to know how much he loves you? You don't have to ask your pastor, your friend, your neighbor. You don't have to ask anyone. You just need to look there. It shows you how much he loves you, yeah? Foundation blocks. But today, today he, he, he steps it up a notch, yeah? He steps it up just a little bit. And so I've been thinking about what I was going to talk about today, so I want to pray, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Is that all right? What's the time? 11.10.
Easter, let's try 30 minutes in Jesus' name. Lucky I got my intro out first. Father, we just thank you for this moment right now. We thank you, Lord, that you want to speak to us. You do speak to us. Father, I just pray that we continue to hear you as your children, set apart for you, set apart for good work that you predestined before we were even an inkling, a sparkle in our parents' eyes. I thank you, Father, that you loved us so much from the very beginning that the thought of being separated from us, Lord, you put things into place to restore that so that we could come back into the Holy of Holies, back into relationship with a good, good Father. So this day I just pray that you would speak to us, that you would stretch us, Lord, that you would move the tent pegs of our heart, that you would fill our cup to overflowing, that we would move from this day excited about what you've given us. And everybody said? All right, so for those who have Bibles, turn to them, turn them on, otherwise it'll be up on the screen, but we're going to jump into Matthew to start with. So Matthew 28, verses 5 to 7, then the angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid, he said, I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. The NLT version has an exclamation mark, you know, after the he isn't here. Is it up there too, the exclamation? I love it. Like, if that exclamation mark, that's a statement. Like, that's a full stop statement. Like, he isn't here. What are you even looking at me stupid for? Hello, he isn't here. You know, like, he's not here. It, it, it's, it's almost like those guys that used to run into, in, into villages on horseback declaring that armies were coming against them. It, it, it's, it's like it's out there. He isn't here. He's not here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Come see where his body was laying. And now go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there. Remember what I've told you. There's excitement in this passage, yeah? There should be excitement for us when we stop and we read it, yeah? He isn't here. He's risen. He's risen. Seriously, could you imagine... For those of you that have got friends, family that have passed away, could you imagine if I'd gone to visit my dad at Altona Cemetery and and his little plot of land was dug up, the the stone had been rolled away, and I'm searching there. I mean, it's really hard in our case because we, dad was, was, um, what's the word? Cremated, thank you. So it's a little bit hard for him, but if he wasn't cremated and his bones weren't there, I'd be freaking out because being cremated, you can't really tell if he's there. I guess the jar. Anyway, so move aside from that. But the point being, if you went to visit someone that you know that, that you love dearly and they were important to you and they were no longer there, you'd freak out. And this angel says, by the way, he's risen. Come and have a look. He's not here. There'd be a sense of freaking out, a sense of excitement, a sense of confusion. There'd be all of that happening all at the, the one time, yeah? And then I, I love it because the angel says... But now go quickly and go and tell the disciples and let them know that, I'm, I'm, that he's going to meet you there in Galilee. He's going to meet them. He's coming, yeah? See, the Father's plan is so complete in this passage of Scripture. The first thing that he took care of was to reassure his loved ones. Like the first thing was to reassure his... He isn't there, but he's risen. Remember, he told you that. He's risen. What do you mean? He's not there. What do you mean he's risen? Don't, remember he told you? like he's, The angel's reassuring, yeah? And now go quickly and tell the disciples that he's risen. 
but let them know that he's coming to visit them. You know, we were joking this morning, a few of us, just while we were praying and chatting, saying, you know, it was almost like the angel was saying, don't worry, Jesus is going to meet them in Galilee. He's going to stop and grab some Tim Tams and some Coke and coffee, and he's going to catch up with the disciples that he loves. You know, he's on the way there. You have to understand that everything about Father God, everything about Jesus, everything about Holy Spirit, everything about the Trinity is family. Everything that he's done, will do, is going to do, is all about restoring relationship. It's all about us and him. It's about being in the Trinity. Yeah, It's about walking with them everywhere. It's about them walking with us. And so the first thing he, the angel does, because God is obviously giving, giving the angel a mission, is let them know that he's risen just like he said, but he's coming to see them. Reassure them everything's okay. Yeah. For me, I love that. He made sure that their relationship was intact. It was, it was solid. Tell them I'm coming to see them. You know, this particular Sunday and this weekend is the father restoring what was lost and stolen. Think about it. From the moment that Adam and Eve bought that first Apple iPhone, I mean, the moment they, 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 they did the fruit thing, yeah? Everything that God had set up, that close-knit relationship was taken. It, it was robbed from them, yeah? Stolen from them. The ability to enter... The presence. They would walk into the garden and God himself would come and walk with them in the cool of the day. That was stolen from them. He would walk and talk with them. That was stolen from them. Having discussion with the Father that loved and created them was stolen from them. For us, being co-heirs and heirs with him was stolen from us. Yeah? Do you understand? Everything that he desired, the fact that because of the cross, we're now seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. But before that, that's what he had destined for us, but it was stolen from us. But our God is a God who loves. And he loves to restore. He loves to redeem. And because of what we celebrate today, because of the resurrection, yeah, because the tomb is empty, we're citizens of heaven. You know, I love that. We're living here, but my citizenship is elsewhere. It's not here. We're ambassadors for him. I love that thought and that passage of scripture because as an ambassador, the laws of the land that I represent are the ones that dictate my life, not the place that I'm now in. Yeah? You understand? We're sons and daughters of the living God. John 1.12 says, But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. 2 Corinthians 6 from verse 16 says, And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And you've got to capture this. And God said, I will live in them and walk among them. He's restoring everything that was stolen from the beginning. Yeah? I will be their God and they will be my people. You can jump 17, jump to 18, and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. What a beautiful promise. Like seriously, what a sensational promise to celebrate and to look at today on this Resurrection Sunday because he's, he's beginning to remind us what he's restored through today, yeah? And that... He was and he still is a loving father. He lives in us and walks amongst us. And then it dawned on me. 
if he's my father, and I'm his son, or in your, for some of your cases, daughters, if you're not sure, ask the person next to you, yeah? If we're his sons and daughters and he's our father, here's one thing I've learned. I don't always do it well as a dad, but I talk to my kids. Yeah? I talk to them. Not often in the tone that my wife would like, but I talk to them just the same and they hear me and they talk back. It's, it's a parenting issue with me. It's an Italian thing. I mean, I get loud sometimes and, you know, I'm sure God's got a loud, booming voice. But the point is that if we're his sons and daughters and he's our dad, he talks to us. He actually talks to us. He talks to us. You've got to understand he talks to us. We've been experiencing, and so for those that are our guests for, the, for today, apologies. You may want to grab hold of last week's sermon. But over the last couple of weeks, in particular with the team that came from America, we realised and we saw and we experienced how well and in tune people can be with hearing the voice of God. To the extent that many said, man, I want to hear God like that. Well, of course you can. You're a son and you're a daughter. And the fact that he's your father, he actually speaks to you. You just need to be aware of it. Yeah? And so we started to look at last week how to hear the voice of God. Here's my revelation. Jesus came, he died, and he rose again yeah, to restore the relationship with the Father so that now I can live in deafness and blindness and never see him and never hear him and just wish for the rest of my life that I knew him. Yeah, is that what? No, I, that gospel's not quite right, is it? No? Okay. That's funny, though, because a lot of Christians live there, yeah? Okay. So he came, he died, he rose again. Ah, so that I can see him because the Spirit of God only does what he sees the Father doing. Jesus only does what he saw the Father doing. And so if we're his hands and feet extended, we only do what we see the Father doing. So it means that you can have spiritual eyes to see the Father. Then we hear him. We've got the Holy Spirit that lives in us that speaks to us and we can actually ask God stuff and he answers. Hey, wow, check it out. You don't have to come to me. For the answers, I had a. I was talking with a, a sister a, a couple of weeks ago, and um, we we're just sharing stuff. and And I made the comment. I said, "I don't have all the answers." She goes, "Really?" She goes, "A friend of mine was suggesting I come and speak with you because then you would have the answers." But you just told me you don't have all the answers, and so there's no need to come and see you. You know, it's like, oh, for those questions, I'll have the answers. You know. Like, <laughs> The point is we can actually hear God for ourselves, yeah, if we position ourselves right. We can hear God for ourselves. So today we celebrate what every child receives the moment that they're born, generally speaking, yeah? The ability to hear their parents. The ability to hear the voice of God. By that stone being rolled away and him raising from the dead, we are now in a position to hear him. And if it wasn't for today, you've got to get this, we'd all be looking for the burning bush, yeah? Because the Spirit of God wouldn't have been living in us. And you would have been one in the million, 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 millions that actually heard God and brought it to the rest of the people. Praise God that we live this side of the cross, this particular dispensation in the New Testament, that I don't have to wait for the Moses and the Abrahams and the Joshuas and all the others to hear from God. I now actually have permission to part, yeah, part the veil, walk in, sit, yeah, sit in heavenly places with him and speak to him and hear him, yeah? Amen for that. So let's unpack what it looks like 
to hear God because it's a privilege and a gift that we receive because today he's restored our true identity as sons and daughters. Today he's restored our original design. He's made it right. We are sons and daughters of the living God. He's children, yeah? And what father, what good father doesn't speak to their kids? Yeah? Leon Morris says this, the cross is the victory, the resurrection is the triumph. I love it. It was won at the cross, but the display of that victory is in the resurrection, yeah? Billy Graham, the late Billy Graham says this, the entire plan for the future has its key in the resurrection. No resurrection, no hearing God. No resurrection, no seated in heavenly places, yeah? No resurrection, no overcomer. No resurrection, no power to break every chain. Yeah? It's all in the resurrection. And so the Father's plan for our future was to, to, to bring us back into family, back into relationship with him so that we could walk and talk with each other. And what a sad plight it would be if we walk and talk with God and we see his lips move but we can't hear him. What a sadistic father that would be, yeah? Do you understand what I'm saying? If God walks and talks with you, that means you can hear him. Because if you think he walks and talks with you and you can't hear him, we have an issue, yeah? And then we discovered last week the issue is never in the hearing, it's in the belonging. Listen to last week's message, yeah? So, 11.24. Last week I stated that God longs to speak to us all and that you and I, all of us, even if you doubt it for the person next to you, right, are created to hear God. We were created to hear God. And God loves to talk. And because of Jesus, because of all that he's done, because of Easter, we can all hear his voice. I finished last week by speaking into and praying into the doubt and unbelief we carry when it comes to hearing God speak to us. So I'm going to ask you all to close your eyes just for a moment. It's just so that you can position yourself with this particular question because this is the question I finished with last week. Do I, do we really believe that God wants to speak to me and that I can hear him? Do I really believe God wants to speak to me and that I can hear him? And we prayed over that doubt. We prayed over unbelief because the answer to that is a yes, yes, and a yes. Amen? So you can open your eyes for those that have still got them closed. So here we go. I want to have a look at what God's voice is like. Yeah, Let's see if we can help us all to learn how to hear his voice. And so we're going to look at a couple of scriptures. Now, Psalm 29.4, and you have to remember, you're going to have to keep putting it back. No resurrection, this is not possible, yeah? No resurrection, this is not possible. Psalm 29.4 says, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. When God speaks, it's awesome. Full stop. Even if it's a whisper, it's awesome. Yeah? Because he's... The voice of the Lord's powerful. He doesn't have to be Italian and raise his voice to show his children his power. His power, yeah, is inside his voice regardless of volume level. All right? He's powerful. The voice of the Lord's majestic. He speaks like a king. 
Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of the Lord is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Last week we looked at the fact that he's the word, and his words are alive and active. So when he talks, it's not just a sound, there's body to it, because he's the word, yeah, there's body to it. So put it like this, when he speaks, his words carry stuff, like life, like joy, like health, yeah? It's not just sounds, they're alive and powerful. Now, because we've got not a lot of time, but I'm still going to have fun. This is my testimony bell for those that weren't here last week. I'll share it again. I'm about to ask a question for people to share. We want you to share the blessing that God has given you with everybody else. Should your blessing go too long and you start to rob the blessing of another that wants to share, you'll hear this. And that'll mean it, your time's up. Thank you. Please sit down. Yeah? And I'll do it with a smile on my face and all that sort of stuff. If I get louder, after the loudness, it could be a knock. But generally, generally speaking... It's so that you don't share too much, only because we want everybody to be able to share their blessing. Is that okay? So for those that weren't with us when they were here, you're going to be blessed in the hearing. So there were people in this room right now that received a word from the School of Supernatural Life team when they were here. Yeah. Now we just read a scripture that said that the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. So... For those that did get a word, I want to ask you these questions. How did you feel? How did you feel? Did they cut through? Did they get to your soul? Was it impactful? Yeah? Did you feel something come to life? A spark? Something that resonated in you? Someone like to share who is here. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Don't make me pick on you and call you by name. Yeah? I am a mic lover, so you might watch out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that team... Just, just, test, Sorry. just testing. Just testing. Just um, testing. That team really, really impacted me because we came with questions. And so when I know there's going to be prophetic um, movement, I always say, okay, okay, God, this is what I've got ready for you. Like, and I want answers. So we're in a, just a transition place and some of the words that we had were so sharp, so specific, <laughs> that they actually saw things such as we've got a for sale sign at the front of our house. And like they were seeing things like that and, we, and we're able to speak to it in such a real way. But the moment that really impacted me was I was wearing this gold heart and I was actually thinking, because I'm a girl, I like to change my jewellery and I was going to change it to my silver one. Uh And I got a word that night and um, the word was, and that day when we'd been prayed for, they actually spoke to me about my gold heart as well and said something to me. But that night there was a word in particular and it was a picture of um, God holding my heart close to him. And this word, you asked how we feel. Hmm. That word, the girl that gave me that word, she had that picture before she'd even left America to come yep. here. 
and how that she made was, me she feel. She was looking for you on Saturday during White Night. Oh, was she? She was asking people, has anyone seen the gold locket? Has anyone seen the gold heart-shaped locket? Oh, wow. Okay, well, this, that, that word, how it made me feel was I felt seen. I felt, I felt heard. I felt loved. I felt like, you know, when you, you read things in the word that says that, you know, he looks deep into you and that he's, he's fashioned you before you even were born. He knew all these things. Like, I felt that, you know, in that moment. And, and the way that um, that word resonated in my heart really just made me feel loved by God. So, Amen. And I felt noticed. Cool. Amen. Maybe one more, if anyone has the courage yet. Ray, I'll come to you. You've been busy worshipping today and we don't want you to, to overdo yourself at all. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, um, yeah, well, they had a word for... Um, they, it was for Ryan and Steve, which you thought I was Steve, so sorry, Steve, it was funny. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they said, I had a problem at night, I've been waking up choking. And in the middle of the night, for no reason, I wake up choking, I've got to get up, breathe and get... And it never come to mind, never worried about it. I've never talked to anyone, never told anyone about it. When they said the blackbirds won't come in the middle of the night anymore, I won't feel them anymore. Yeah. And then that started me looking at me. I've never told anyone that. You know, it's the secret things that he knows. How he did knows you feel? Depth. You know, it sort of, um, oh, it made me feel sort of, it awakened me inside to start <laughs> thinking. It started, you know, looking back into things. And, you know, the different words God had. But since they did that, that's never come again. I've come never on. woken up in the night again. I've slept right through. I've never had the same feeling. So, yeah, it's something I wasn't aware of. Yeah. You know, it just never crossed me. I never talked to anyone about it. It just keeps on happening. But then it resonated with your soul and yes. you've, you've actually received a healing and a, and a deliverance. Yeah. yeah. I never asked for it. So, yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. Why? Because the word of the Lord is alive, yeah? It's alive, it's active, it cuts. Gets right to your heart, gets right into the, the nitty-gritty of things, you know? I love it. Psalm 12, verse 6 says, And the words of the Lord are flawless, the, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. His words are flawless. That means they're perfect, yeah? Hear me, they're perfect. Why am I giving you these examples? Because you need to hear God's voice and be able to say, that's the Lord, yeah? Because if you don't know how he speaks, you won't be able to pick his voice when he speaks to you, yeah? Because he speaks to you all the time. The New Living Translation puts it this way, that his words are pure. There's absolutely no evil in his words when he speaks to you. So here's the test. If we measure up that scripture to the times that we felt <laughs> we've heard God, maybe we might change our minds. Because his words are flawless, they're perfect, they're pure. There is no evil in them ever. Amen? Right? Psalm 119 verse 103 says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. His words are sweet. I can actually sit. I love to sit. When I'm hearing God, I could sit in his presence for not moments, but for hours. When it's flowing and I'm hearing him, I become a bubbling mess. Not because I, I'm an emotional wreck, because his words are sweet and they're just so loving that you feel that embrace. It's like, man, I just want to be here all day, yeah? Psalm 119, still verse 130 though says, the teaching of your word gives light. So even, I'm going to love it, even the simple can understand. 
His words aren't confusing. Yeah? His words aren't confusing. If you get a prophetic word and it's confusing, don't receive it. Yeah? Because it's uplifting, it's strengthening, it's comforting. It's all of those things. So he might give you something to work with that you can unpack. But if it's confusing, say thank you. I'll leave that there, yeah? Because it's really clear here, the teaching of your word gives light so even the simple can understand. His words are not confusing. God doesn't try to trick us. His words are clear. He's not the mean, mean father, yeah? He's not the prankster in heaven. That's not him, yeah? He doesn't speak Latin, okay? Let's put it out there. He doesn't speak, you're going to love this, he doesn't speak, I'm going to... I'm going to push some boundaries here. He doesn't speak to his sons and daughters in parables. John 16, 13 says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. See, if you're looking through the New Testament and you see Jesus speaking in parables, which he did, yeah? Which he did. He did that to those that continually rejected his message. Because then he would take the disciples aside and he would explain it to them. They even asked God, why are you speaking in parables? Because he gives ears to hear for the sons and daughters, yeah? And he gives eyes to see for the sons and daughters. When he speaks in a parable, he's speaking that way because you don't throw your pearls towards swine because they'll be trampled underfoot. He speaks to his sons and daughters clearly and in love always. He's not a trickster. You've got to understand, do not, please do not take the scriptures out of context. Oh, Jesus spoke in parables. Dig deeper. Have a look why he did that. Because when it came to his disciples, those that he loved, they had a spirit of discernment upon them to hear his words, yeah? We're now sons and daughters. We live on this side of the cross, yeah? You want to live with parables? You like parables? Parables, really, all they are is using an everyday example to, make a spirit, to bring across a spiritual meaning. My father doesn't have to do that with me, yeah? He just speaks to me directly because now I sit with him in heavenly places, yeah? I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm an ambassador of his. Why would he try to trick me? So that being an ambassador, I can speak to those that don't know him and say, oh, that's a really good question. I don't have a clue. Yeah, I'll, let me ask Jesus. I'll see if I can find out and you never get back to anyone. God doesn't work that way. Not with his sons and his daughters. Because of the resurrection, we have this beautiful gift that we can hear Father God speak to us. Yeah. Psalm 119, verse 160. The very essence of your words is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. In other words, everything he says is true. He will never lie to you. He will never lie to you. He will never lie to you. We can always trust what he says because his voice is peaceful and kind. So I've got the mic ready and I am conscious I've got a little bit of time. So how does God speak? They're the different types of way that God speaks that we can hear him, but how does he actually speak? Because this is where it gets a little bit of fun. This is where it becomes fun. Because all of us, you know, all of us hear God differently, yeah? Yet all of us can desire to hear God 
in a manner of different ways, not just one way, okay? Because he likes to speak in different ways, you know that. I hope you know that. The reason some of us get stuck and feel like we don't hear God is that it's a couple of issues. One, we haven't recognised his voice, but two, we're trying to listen to him in a particular way that he's spoken to us before, but God's doing something new. Yeah? We just haven't transitioned with him. So, how does he speak to us? I'm, I'm going to love this because the beauty is we can learn to hear him in all these different ways. First, the Bible would suggest that he can speak to us with an audible voice. There are examples in the Holy Bible where he speaks with an audible voice. That's where God speaks out loud just as though he was sitting right there in the same room. Yeah. Even when he was coming to be baptised, you know, this is my beloved son. How did the people who penned all that stuff, was it just God telling one or two people? Sometimes there are people in the hearing. I don't know a lot of stories. I have read some where people have heard an audible voice and others have heard it. So others have heard it and not understood it. Have I heard God with an audible voice that the person next to me has heard? No, I haven't. Does that mean that that doesn't happen? No. It means it does happen. I just haven't experienced it that way. Is that okay? Yeah. Please don't make your experience the only experience because if you do that, you're going to live in a really small square, a really small bubble, and you will not experience all that God has for you because God has no beginning and he has no end. How long is a piece of string that you can't measure? So don't try to fit him into what our finite minds can comprehend. Yeah? He's bigger than that. Okay. He's the inner audible voice. Actually, has anyone ever heard God as an out there audible voice? Can you just share it really quickly, Zaley? Really quickly? I want people to share so that people know it exists, but it has to be short. Um, when? Yeah, cool. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. He just said my name in an audible voice. Yeah, anyone else hear it? No. But you know it was audible? Yes. Wasn't an inside audible? No, outside. Outside? I was by myself in the house. And it was just clear as a bell, and you were as looking around wondering if anybody else was there? Correct. Cool, good. Awesome. What's the first thing your mind says when something like that happens? You're hearing things, yeah? Isn't that what your mind says? What did we pray for last week? We prayed against doubt and we prayed against unbelief because that's the enemy works in your mind straight away, yeah? Like in an instant and in a moment. He can speak to you with an inner audible voice, only possible because of what he did today, having been resurrected raised from the tomb this is where god speaks really clear and loud inside of us no one else but you can hear it who's heard god like that anyone want to share one you want to share one no who wants to share okay oh wait no i'm coming sorry vic you'll hold on to something else for later i'm going closer just too much i'm getting my steps up hi it was um many years ago i was only a young christian and i was at an aglow meeting well, we were actually in the streets in Melbourne at the time. We were talking about smoking. One of my friends, her son, had emphysema. And I was a smoker at the time. And I heard God's voice. No one else did. Say, give them up. Okay, God, was that you? Anyway, I threw the cigarettes away. And I thought when I went home, no, that wasn't God. God, if, um, if I'm meant to give them up, that the next cigarette I have tastes so terrible. And it did. <laughs> so it was definitely God. Come on. Awesome. God speaks to you all the time. I'm going to share something, and I know we can't delete it, but um, I've shared this in church before. There was a time, and uh, it was during offering, yeah, during offering. And 
I, I have a money clip. Money clip, and my money sits in there. And what normally happens, I don't normally have a 50. My wife gave me $50 for my week's spending money. <laughs> my week's spending money. It's the first time she's done it in seven weeks. <laughs> right? but, but she said, here's your week's spending money. And I'm thinking, it's been in my pocket now for a week because I don't want it to go. <laughs> anyway, normally there's smaller notes on the inside, yeah? And this one particular day, I had a 50 and a 5. True story, absolutely true story. And the offering, and we give online, all of our giving's online. And the offering bag was going around, and I just felt the Lord, I just, so again, on the inside, I just felt like the Lord, you know, so you should, you know, just propel me to give. So I went into my pocket, and just while I'm sitting there, you know, just sort of jiggling, you know, doing the odd, you know, Zoolander trick, and I opened up, I opened up the money clip, and I opened up the money clip, and I pulled out the $5 note from the inside of the 50, yeah? And I had that $5 and I was waiting, waiting. And as clear, as clear, as clear as you can hear me, yeah? God speaks to me this way. This is my relationship with my God, yeah? As clear as a bell. Tight ass. I'm not joking, and I apologise in advance, yeah? I, I really don't want to offend anyone, but as clear, as clear as a bell, that's what I heard, yeah? Like, and, and I then had a conversation with the Lord, oh, come on, God, you know, that's all I've got. And then it was just, again, just again, you know? So I went back in, put the five in my pocket, pulled out the 50, and, and I was okay. Hear me, I was okay. But that's how God spoke to me, just with a small, audible inner voice. No one else heard it, but I knew it was him. I knew it was him. Because trust me, in my natural, I wouldn't have been putting in the 50, yeah? In my natural, I would have been looking for the $2 coin. <laughs> Then he can speak as a whisper. This is when God speaks into your heart or mind in a still, small voice. There's a spontaneous thought. You know, who's ever watched cartoons as kids or you've got grandkids or kids and you watch cartoons and, you know, a bird hits its head and you see the little idea circles and things going around and, or you read the comics in the newspaper and you've got the big bubble and the words that are happening. Sometimes spontaneous thoughts like that, you see a light bulb that just appears and it's like this... This thought pops into your head out of nowhere, out of absolute nowhere. I'm going to give an example, and then I'm going to see if anyone else has got um, something to share. This is a spontaneous thought. Mel and I, with the boys, we're going to Mildura for holidays. We're walking out the front door. This is only a couple of years ago now. We're walking out the front door, and, and I have a thought that says, you should grab the pump, and you should grab some Allen keys. Right? And Allen keys. For those that don't know me, I am not in any way handy with anything, yeah? Like nothing. I just doesn't exist. I need to borrow tools. I need to borrow help. I need to borrow tradesmen. I need to borrow mechanics. I need to borrow plaster. Anybody here plaster? Anyway, need to, I, I'm just not like that, yeah? So, so I hear these thoughts and in my head as I'm getting into the car for the six-hour drive, the boys' balls are okay. They're okay. I've, I've, they're pumped up. They're all good. And the scooters are new. Be no problem. We drive. We get to Mildura. We're there for an hour. Samuel and Nathan come inside. They go, Dad, the balls are flat. 
I go, what do you mean the balls are flat? He goes, they're flat. I said, but I asked you if they were all right. He goes, well, they were, but now they're flat. And I, I have this memory that says, told you, right? Told you. The next day, Nate, was it Nathan or Samuel? One of them. I th- I'm going to say Nathan. Nathan comes running in and he's holding his scooter and his wheels like that. I go, his front wheel. And I go, what happened? He goes, the wheel came off. Right? I go, the wheel came off. He goes, yep, this is a new scooter. Right, the wheel came off. So he gives it to me with the parts. I need two Allen keys. Right? Like, coincidence, you think? Nah. God speaks in spontaneous thought. Has anyone else had an experience like that? Um, when Reuben was a baby, um, we would out, go out walking a lot and um, I was sitting in a park across the road from what is now our present house and these two cars pulled up out the front and these guys got out and the spontaneous thought was, they're real estate agents. And I'm like, what? <laughs> never, never would think about real estate agents. And uh, 21 years later, we're still living in that house. Yeah, come on. Come on. God does start, you know, God freaks you out like that. Why am I getting different people to share different uh, examples of how they've heard God? Because as I said last week, when we hear someone's testimony, it actually creates a new foundation for us to live from, yeah? It's a new basis. Oh, you've got something. Please Just don't like be about Just like two me. weeks ago, Nathan was really sick. Well, Nathan was sick and um, Andrew was away and the Supernatural team were coming from America because Andrew organised a trip while they were coming, which was so lovely of him. So I had sick children and ten people arriving and um, Nathan was vomiting and I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I, I, I can do this, but I'm not sure if I can do this with a child that's vomiting. So the Lord said, have communion. So we got communion out, got the bread out, got the orange juice out. Nathan said, this isn't red, Mum. I said, it's what we've got. And we prayed and instantly he got healed. True story. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, come on. So for those that are here so far, if you hear what sounds like an out there audible voice, don't dismiss it. Grab hold of it if it's encouraging, if it's strengthening, if it's clear, if it's not confusing. And understand within yourself that, you know what, I think God just spoke. If you hear it within yourself, you just know. You just know that you know that you know that it was God. But another voice says, that's not him. Put it aside. Understand, now that you've heard a testimony from others, God can speak to me that way. If you have a spontaneous thought, and I have so many of them now, even down to putting out rubbish bins, yeah? Yeah? Most of us will say, oh, that's just your memory. I'm telling you, hear me. God, through his Holy Spirit, speaks, speaks. He's speaking all the time. And now that you've heard a testimony, next time you hear a thought out of the blue and you're wondering why you thought that, stop for a minute and ponder it because maybe God's just trying to unction you somewhere for something. Amen? You know, feelings or impressions. I'm going to finish with a couple of these and then we're going to have to continue next week. So for those that want to know more, um, come back next week. Feelings or impressions. This is when you just feel something. Like when you feel you just need to give someone a hug. You ever felt like you just need to love on someone? You see someone and you feel compelled to go up, say good day, give them a handshake, do stuff like that. God, through his spirit, is doing that. You know, when you're just there talking to someone, someone catches your eye and you think, man, I need to V-line that person. Or you're at home and someone pops into your head and thinks, oh, I should give them, I should send them a text. I should ring them up. That's God. That is him through his Holy Spirit prompting you. Feelings and impressions, yeah? Sometimes there's a knowing. 
Yeah, he can speak to you when you get a knowing. That's when you've got no, when you have no idea why, but you just know something. You ever speak, you ever been in conversation with someone and you just, something within you, it's like you know, know what they're going through right at that moment. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, but, you know, I could be in a conversation with someone and I could walk away and I have, and it's like I know something. And when I have the courage, I could come back and say, listen, and I share it. And then all of a sudden it unpacks something. God's giving me something, a knowing. Has anyone experienced that before? Yeah? Put, just put your hand up if you have. Did you want to share it, Jim? Yeah? I, I picked you because you're the furthest and I, th- this is really good for my steps. What am I up to now? Let's have a look. Ooh. Oh, it said 5,000. That was yesterday. 3,133. It was on. Sorry. Is it the red light on? No. There's the button. I can't see the button. Button. There it is. Now it's on. Sorry. Yeah, okay, Jen. 2011, Luke and I were in okay. Scotland um, on a working holiday and um, mum got diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, so it was a terrible time to find out she was ill. But I had this deep knowing that she would just be ill. She would have a hard time through treatment and she would recover. Um, and I just had this deep knowing. So um, that was really helpful when I was so far away in Scotland and really loving, I guess. So that, because of that knowing, you were able to pray, make contact, all of the above, some of the above? Which country you've been? Yeah. Cool. See, God speaks. He speaks. He speaks. He speaks. He speaks to his children. Oh, my goodness, he speaks. Okay, we're out of time. Absolutely out of time. There's a whole bunch of ways that he speaks to us. Obviously, he speaks to us in Scripture. He speaks to us through people. He gives us signs and, and wonders, you know. There are people like Gary Morgan that get numbers. And even Ben Reeve, you've gotten numbers and dates before. You know, like people's dates. He's praying for someone or talking. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, does this mean something to you? The 14th of July, 1970? That's my birthday. How did you know that? Who told you? God told me. How did God tell you? Anyone, anyone been in the room when that's happened? Like, it's just freaky stuff, isn't it? But God speaks through signs and wonders. You know what the beauty about signs and wonders are? You'll love this quote, yeah, about signs and wonders. Signs and wonders aren't to be understood. They're just to be stood under, yeah, because they open the door for what God's about to do, yeah? That's a brilliant quote, isn't it? I'm not going to tell you where I got it from. As far as you're concerned, it's mine, okay? (laughs) He speaks to us in pictures, as the word says, this is where God speaks to us in dreams and visions, pictures in our minds. I had a prophetic word for someone um, from the team from the US, and the picture I got was Captain Marvel. She's a female superhero. I get stuff like that, maybe because I watch movies like that, but then God unpacks that for me as I share that. He speaks to us with pictures, continually pictures. Depending on what's natural to you, that's what Father is going to use when it comes to pictures. You know? I'll give you a really simple example. In your, in your mind's eye, I want you to picture a cow. Just close your eyes, picture a cow. See the cow? I want you to picture a black cow with white spots. Now, I want you to picture a unicorn. You know what's brilliant about a unicorn? It doesn't exist, but you can still see it, yeah? The way that you just did that in your mind is the way God speaks to you in your mind. 
with a picture, a blank canvas. It's your imagination. It's your creative part. God made it. God uses it. Yeah. Depending on how clean we keep our minds depends on how well he can use that part of us. Amen. Whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to pray. Next week, I want to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but how we can differentiate between God's voice, the enemy's voice, and our own voice. That's where I'm going to kick off next week. Is that all right? But for now, I just want you to understand how he can speak and how you can hear him, yeah? Because there's multiple ways that he speaks, multiple ways that we can hear him, and it's only possible because he rose from the grave. Because if he was still on the cross, we would be like every other Israelite and Gentile in the Old Testament, waiting for the burning bush or waiting for the prophet that he tapped on the shoulder. Amen. But for us, we live in a glorious dispensation. We live in a glorious age. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for what we celebrate. I thank you for what's possible. I thank you, Lord, that because you rose from the dead, what a... It's just mind-blowing that that grave would be empty. Father, I thank you that you have opened up the heavens to your children. I thank you that you've opened up your voice and our ears to hear you. I thank you that we sit with you, that you walk and talk with us because you are our Father and we are your sons and daughters. I thank you for the privilege and honour that we have to be able to hear the voice of the living God. The voice of the living God, the one who created the stars in the sky, the heavens, the clouds, the atmosphere, the earth, the planets, the galaxies, that God that created all of that, we get to hear you. Lord God, sometimes that makes no sense how insignificant we can be, yet the value that you place on us. And so, Lord, as your children, we just say thank you. We say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And just wherever you're at right now, put your hand on someone that's close by, if there's someone close by, and we're just going to pray a blessing upon us all. Father, I just pray right now that you would open up all of our ears. Your word tells us that you've given us eyes to see and ears to hear. I thank you, God, that you speak clearly, not in confusion, Father, and not to those that, that mock you, Lord, through parables. You speak with truth and life and power, and I pray that each and every person in the hearing this morning will hear God in new and fresh ways. That, Father, however they've heard you before, they will hear you like that again, but, Lord, something new. Lord, if it was in an audible voice on the inside, I pray, God, it would be an audible voice on the outside. If it was through pictures in their mind, I pray, God, it'll be through a sign or a wonder through a brother or sister. Lord, I pray, Lord, that our ability to hear you would forever grow, that 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 would truly go from one level of glory to the next. Lord, that it would be a strength in us that would go to another level of strength, that we would be so in tune with you for ourselves and those around us that we would be blessed to be a blessing. So Father, right now, we pray that impartation of the ability and the gift to hear your voice. And all his children said, Have a wonderful Easter. God bless.